the thief comes not except to steal kill and destroy i have come that you might have and enjoy life life in abundance until it overflows discover how to live the abundant life in christ through the ministry of pastor ose yao afuakwa pastor afuakwa is the general overseer of faith house charismatic chapel international a thriving ministry in kumase ghana god has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know god better live life better and impact their world better get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory success and limitless prosperity god bless you as you listen come with me to ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 9 and let's take advice from a man who had exposure and experience with a lot of women a lot of them a lot of them a lot of them settled in paid the dowry and the broad price of 700 of them and then the others just used them when he wanted to use them. Dump them whenever he wanted to dump them. The Bible says, let's read it together. Live happily with the wife of... Somebody say, live happily. Live happily. Read it louder. Right. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 15 to 19. Let's go. One go. Why spill the water of your springs in the streets? Having sex with just anyone. You should reserve it for yourselves. Never share it with strangers. Let your fountain be a fountain. Let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. Unless God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. Yeah, because I realize that when, we, when, we, when, when it comes to issues of sex, church people can be very hypocritical. And that is why most marriages in church sometimes are crisis. Very hypocritical. Very hypocritical. People who sometimes have about three different boyfriends before they got born again come to church and pretend and act holier than thou. <laughs> Praise God. But ladies, that is an area you need to school yourself. Women, hear me, hear me well, very well. If you don't school yourself well in sex, as a child of God, somebody will take your husband away from you. Praise God. Yeah. This, this is not the time for it. I, I understand that. There are people here who ought not to be here. So I'll not go, I'll not go in, much into it. But don't, 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 you cannot be more spiritual than God. You cannot be more spiritual than God. I want to teach, and, and people are looking at me some way. Listen, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, listen, 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 listen. I'm not one of those preachers who you decide what he will say by what you look, how you look at me. Yeah, because... Why, why you even look at me somewhere? That's why you provoke me to even speak. So, it's not, it's not. It's, we, are, we are reading the word of God. I have not started talking. We are reading the word of God. And, and, and some of you are feeling some way reading it. What, 
What kind of a user? It's hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy. Praise God. And that is a principal reason why a lot of marriages are not working. Hypocrisy. First Peter chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. First Peter chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. Okay, let's go. In the same way. Your pure and reverent lives. Don't be concerned about the outward beauty. Wait. Wait. If you have a lady by you, tell her your hairstyle is very nice. Yeah. And then and then tell her that is not the most important. Praise God. That is not the most important. Don't be concerned. It started with accept the authority of your husbands. Accept the authority. Somebody say accept. Accept. Miserable is a man whose life is led by the wife. When you surrender the leadership of your home to your wife, you may not have a future. It's not that she's bad or she may be wrong. But that is against spiritual order. Praise God. It's against what? And it's, it's, it's inconsequential what your temperament may be. What your temperament may be. You must consciously lead. You must consciously lead. Amen? Amen. A husband must lead the home. A husband must what? Yeah. You must have the authority to lead your home. In fact, I, I, in between the service, I was just reflecting on something in, in uh, uh, I think, uh, Genesis chapter 18, verse 19. Genesis 18, 19. Let me show you something there. Genesis 19. There are some of you who, when you are coming to church, your wife don't follow you to church. And there are funny excuses why they don't come. For I have known him. Some of them say, I have known him. In that he may command his children and his house. Somebody say command. command. Can you see the word command? Uh, officer Justice, stand. When you are issued a command in the British Army, what does it mean? Can you give him a microphone? Quickly, get him a microphone. Yes. Quickly. What? It's okay. Yeah, please. What does it mean to be issued a command? You are an officer, right? Yeah, in the British Army. Yeah. What does it mean to be issued a command? When your superior issues you a command, what does it mean? You make sure it's done right from the get-go. Please, come to Ghana. <laughs> come to Ghana. Come to Ghana. Come to Ghana. When, when you're giving a command, yeah. you do everything. You do everything. Say. Yeah. Does your opinion matter when a command is given? No, not that's your feelings either. It gets done. End of story. Now, you see, when you check the original translation, thank you very much. Thank you. When you check the original translation, when you check the original translation in this language, the original translation, it simply means to do as you are told. To do as you are told. Oh, 
Pastor, does it mean that if I'm a wife, I don't have an opinion? You have an opinion. I have showed you how many, too many times how to get your opinion across your husband without having challenges. You make it to him. You don't force it on his neck. If you don't do this, then this will happen. You have, you have, you have missed the point. The moment you begin to enforce what your opinion is or what your wishes are on your husband, you are, you are usurping the right order and you may not marry for long. I'm telling you, sooner or later, you will not marry for long. Praise God. Amen. You will not marry for long, I tell you. Because once you go against spiritual order, God cannot assist you. The Bible says, submit yourself. James chapter 4, verse 7. Let me show you something. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. James chapter 4. This man, I trust God. I will say some things that uh, if you are not very, very humble at that, you cannot take. Praise God. The Bible said, therefore, submit submit to God. Resist the devil and you what? Okay, so let's take it away. Now, don't submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. What will happen? What will happen? Some of us, the reason why Satan has a field day around us is because we are not submitted to God. Submission to God means submission to the word of God. Praise God. That's what, it's, that's what it means in simple terms. I tell you, no matter how rich or sweet or romantic you are, I, very few men can take arrogant and women who lack submission. I, 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 in fact, I, I, I just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have even even phlegmatics who are laid back they are laid back you have to push them literally to do anything even phlegmatics at a point will say Abba at a point yeah. at a point they will tell you Abba at a point at a point hear, hear me ladies and wives your greatest virtue your greatest virtue it's your submission. Learn it. Learn it. Your greatest virtue is your submission. Your greatest virtue. That's your submission. That's it. That's it. Your greatest virtue is, is not your sexual uh, 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 positions. That's not it. That's, I'm telling you. That's not it. It's your submission. Your submission. That's your greatest virtue. That's your greatest virtue. The Bible said that's how the old women in scripture, go back, let's go back to Peter, First uh, Peter. First Peter chapter 3. He said, clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within. The unfading beauty of a gentle. Somebody say unfading beauty. I've never met a woman whose beauty, physical beauty has not faded. Thank God for how you are looking now. I give you six months from now, ten years from now, five years from now, you will change. There are people in the U.S. who have done like five or six plastic surgeries just to keep themselves looking young. And sooner or later, after three years, five years, some of them are even ministers, renowned ministers in the U.S., done surgeries just to keep themselves looking young and fresh. After a period of five years, six years, they go back to the same. Because you can't beat aging process. Praise God. But the Bible said there is a beauty that comes from within. And in our days, that's the, that's the number one beauty that is lacking. The beauty that comes from within. That is said, the unfading beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. Somebody say precious. precious. So if what is precious to God is useless to you, how can God be on your side? 
A woman who is submissive can get her husband to do just anything. Anything at all. It's not you who will make the person do it all. God will make sure the man does it. Why? Because you have submitted yourself to the authority of God. And once you submit yourself to the authority of God, God deals with the heart of the man. Most, most crises in homes are because the woman is trying to force the man to do something for her instead of forcing the hand of God to cause the man to do something. Nobody can better control a man than God. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody can control another man than God. Nobody can change the heart of a man than God. When submission is in place, you don't struggle. That's, that's not the business of this morning. Praise God. It's just a, a, a greeting. Now, look at verse 5. He said, this is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They trusted God and accepted the authority of their husbands. Look at that. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband. Abraham called him master. You are her daughters when you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. Verse 7. He says, in the same way you husbands treat, give honor to your wives. Somebody say honor her. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. Praise God. Now, finally, all of you, somebody say all of you. That means husband, wives, children, everybody inclusive. Finally, all of you, be of one mind. Sympathize with each other. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tender-hearted and keep a humble attitude. Verse 9, he says, don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to, and he will bless you for it. I see God blessing someone. Look at that. This is where we are getting our text from. For the scripture says, if you want to enjoy life, how many of us want to enjoy our marriage? He said, if you want to enjoy life and see many what? Happy days. May you see many happy days in your marriage. May you see many happy days in your marriage. You can see many happy days in your marriage. Sometimes when we read, I I, I remember one time I was hearing a a man of God on radio was like, uh, uh, they live happily ever after only happens in book. It's not true. If you work with the word of God, you can have it in your practical life. That's not to say there won't be challenges. But the challenges will make you stronger and better. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you are committed to working with the word of God, all things work together for you. Amen. Am I communicating here? Yes, all things, not some things. All things work together for your good. One of the things I've consciously done is not to teach things that I have not lived. Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, there is one, one thing, knowing what God has said. There is another thing, living what God has said. Proving what God has said and then instructing others about it. Praise God. I guess that's why probably for the 10 years, which will be in April. This church will be 10 years in April. For the, no. No, listen. I guess by the spirit of God, by divine arrangement, it is probably why, though we have had seminars, this is the first time that corporately as a church I'm going to be teaching on family. Praise God. Yeah. I'm not teaching from the perspective of a perfect man. But anybody who has done something consistently 
for 10 years, at least you have something to say. Praise God. Yeah. Uh, there are people in this church who are older, much older than me, married longer than me. But my 10 years gives me some level of experience. Yeah, it gives me some level of experience. And, of course, the knowledge of the word of God even enhances it even much more. So don't sit down and be arrogant and think that what I'm saying is, doesn't apply to you. That's not. Because you'll be making the, serious, the, the worst mistake of your life. Amen? All right, so let's finish the reading. He says, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Okay, I'm teaching on building a happy home. Somebody say building a happy home. Shout building a happy home. 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 You can have a happy home. How many of you believe you can have a happy home? Solomon says, live happily with the wife whom thou loveth all the days of your life. Sometimes, out of people's mistakes, we learn wisdom. Praise God. The person who wants to learn wisdom through his own mistake is twice a fool. The person who wants to learn wisdom through his own mistakes is twice a fool. Why? Because the benefit of getting to know of other people's experience, reading about other people's challenge, is so you don't repeat their mistakes. You see, according to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9 to 10, let me show you something there. The New Living Translation, Ecclesiastes. It says, history merely repeats itself. Can you see that with me? Please look at it. History merely repeats what? Itself. It has all been done before. Nothing done under the sun is truly new. Look at verse 10. He said, some people say, ha, here is something new. But actually it's old. Nothing is truly new. Nothing is what? Truly new. What it means is that what other people have done and it has worked for them, if you study it, you apply it, you also get the same results. If you want to go the wrong way and think you are right, you will still end up with the wrong results. Praise God. So it's important we appreciate that God wants you to have a happy home. Solomon experimented with many things. The conclusion he came to is that you can live happily with the wife of your youth. Praise God. Like I always do, and I do that deliberately because the knowledge of the truth is what guarantees a man's triumph in life. The knowledge of the truth. The Bible says you shall know the truth, and the truth you know and apply shall set you free. Praise God. So as long as you, you ignore the truth or you refuse to line up with the truth, crisis will continue. But when you receive the truth and you apply the truth, change becomes inevitable. That's why I have no doubt that change is coming to you. Amen. This month, change is happening to you. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Says key truths about a happy family. Happy home. Says key truths about a happy home. Number one, a happy home is one of the greatest blessings you can have in your life as a person. Somebody say a happy home. 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 home. Solomon, after how many wives? 700. How many concubines? 300. He came to one conclusion. It is better to live in the corner of a rooftop without any of the women 
than to dwell in the same house. Let's, let's look at it. Proverbs 29, verse 21, verse. New Living Translation, please. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 9. 21, verse 9. Let's read it together. One go. Now, with the quarries in a lovely home, in a lovely home, I, I, I superintended over a couple that had virtually everything. But the man chose to leave the house and go and live in a hotel. Praise God. And he was in the hotel for some time until the issues were resolved. And their home was more than even the hotel. Why? Because what makes a home is the atmosphere of love. It's not the house. It's not the uh, painting. What makes a home is the atmosphere of love. And that atmosphere is not a gift. It's created. It is what? It's created by engaging the wisdom of God. That's what the Bible said. Wisdom had built her own house. When wisdom builds a house, it's so beautiful to behold. It's so beautiful. So Solomon is saying you are better off single than hooked up with the wrong person. You are better off single. It doesn't mean that it's wrong to be married. In fact, the same Solomon in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse, he said two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Two are better than one for they have a good reward of their labor. Verse 10, he said, for if one falls, the other will help him up. Then he goes on to verse 11. But verse 10, he said, woe unto him that is alone. For if he falls, there is no one to help him. Praise God. Let me read something to you. A research undertaken by uh, a group of people at Harvard and some other institutions. According to one Harvard University study, married women are 20% less likely than single women to die of a variety of causes, including heart disease, suicide, cirrhosis of the liver. Married men enjoy an, ever, an even greater benefit. They are two to three times less likely to die of such causes than are single men. Now, this is a medical research that has been done. Okay? The married men he's talking about is not just any married men. There are married men who, out of anger, move from their house and they drive themselves to uh, 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 perdition. It's, this research has to do with the people who have a harmonious home. Happy home produces amazing blessings. These are medical ones that have been done. Now, let me, that, it's a book. Um, one of my books, a book I read. You can look for it and read it. It, it talks about, it's a, uh, the A to Z Guide to Healthy Living. You can note it. Those of you who want to read, you can get it and read it. It gives you some keys that will help you to live long. Now, Dean Onish, medical doctor, compiled a number of studies on love and health in his book, Love and Survivor. What did he say? He said the scientific basis for the healing power of intimacy. He described one study of nearly 10,000 married men with no previous history of angina. That is chest pain. Despite high risk factors such as high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and diabetes, men who felt loved by their wives experienced half the angina as men who felt their, their wives did not show them love. This is not uh, taking any drug. This is love bringing healing. Again, levels of anti-aging hormone, DHEA, which produces feelings of youth and vitality, are also affected by feelings of love. So, when uh, the love bond is strong, you look younger than your age. 
Some are 30 something, 20 something. They are looking like 40. They are looking like 50. They are dying already. Because the pressure is just too much. Too much. Sometimes when you are creating tension in the home, this one is going down with this, you think you are doing somebody. You are, you are, the, you are the one who is the, the chiefest casualty of the whole thing. It says, one of the benefits is that showing support, affection, and affection for loved ones seems to slow the aging process even more than receiving love does. Love can also lower cholesterol levels. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. I've not started talking Bible. Though. This is scientifically proven. And I will not uh, call the doctors to either confirm or not affirm. Some of them may not know it. So he may say it's not true, but it's actually true. This research is done by credible sources, certified by a number of people. But if you finish, maybe engage them. Those who know it will tell you. Say love can also lower cholesterol levels, improve your immune system, help protect you against all kinds of disease and premature death. Now, because they can pool their incomes, happily married couples are more financially stable than those who are single. They also tend to have better social support networks. In addition, married people are better equipped as a team to handle life challenges than single people. That's what uh, 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 Ecclesiastes was saying. All of these things actually have their foundations in scripture. Praise God. This, this is, these are, they just come to collaborate scripture. Why? Because the Bible says, a merry heart do it good like medicine. Is it not in Proverbs? A merry heart. Every time you are when you are going to work, you're happy. When you are coming home, you are sad. Your heart is weighing you down. You, you, listen, you will die before your time. I'm not communicating here. Yes, you die before your time. You die before your time. You have married a woman. You said you live with her the rest of your days. <laughs> and you have not even done five years and you're already fighting. <laughs> That's why you need to know how to keep the home happy. Praise God. You need, it's in your best interest, health-wise, spiritually. Now, these are just natural things I'm looking at. Uh, when we come into the spiritual dimension, you don't want to go there. The Bible says one shall chase a thousand, two shall put ten thousand to flight. The force, the spiritual power, unleashed when the couple agrees, is simply matchless. So, we are saying that, number one, the first truth is that Happy home is one of the greatest blessings you can have in your life as a person. Men who have happy and sweet homes are more likely to be productive than those whose homes are on fire. A surgeon whose wife gave him about three cases before he came to the surgery will not leave certain parts, certain materials in the body. Like it happens. Am I communicating here? Yeah. People perform surgery by the time they finish. I don't know whether they were going, they were they were going off or what. And somebody's life is just wasted. And what they tell you in Africa is that we are very sorry. We are very sorry. Very sorry. Your life is permanently damaged. We are very sorry. I pray that this continent will see a change. Amen. A happy home. Somebody say a happy home. Yeah. Number two, a happy home is a, is God's will for you. Somebody say God's will. Is for me to be happy in my home. Praise God. He said, Live joyfully with your wife. God is not expecting you to be having crisis every day. Praise God. 
it is his perfect will that you are in the marriage and you are happy being in it. May you be happy in your marriage. May you be happy in your home. Shout a better amen. Amen. Shout a believing amen. Amen. God wants you to, because you see, next week I'll be showing you why the stability and uh, the firm establishment and the beauty of your home is so important to God. Because there are some things that we don't know and because we don't know, when we have a little challenge at home, we misbehave. Because we think that it's all about us. Listen, marriage goes beyond you. Marriage goes beyond what? It's, it's more than you. It's more than you. It's more than you. It's more than you. God forbid, you think if my wife is tormenting me today, I, I can just get up and say, I, I'm tired, I'm going. Listen, I can't just do that. I can't just do that. It's more than me. Our lives are connected. The moment I say, I'm giving, ah, oh, Pastor Craig, give you up the hand, you call. That is why, that is why it, and it's the same thing. Because maybe you are not a pastor, you don't know how many people are looking up to you. All this while you'll be moving up and down, making yourself church, 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 church. People are looking at you. And by the time you say, I'm tired, I'm walking out. You have led all such souls to hell. And when you get there, when we get to the other side, now listen, no, no wonder, you see, we are living in times where people don't even believe that hell is real. Hell is real, but hell is a place. It's a place burning with hot fire. Men will be roasted in fire. The same God, who is a God of mercy, will stop his mercy at a certain point. And men will be roasting perpetually. The Bible said that is where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The reason why we have high divorce rate, even in the church, is because we want to be comfortable even if it displeases God. It's all about us, no longer about God. No wonder we are, we, there are more churches, but we are making less impact. We are making less impact. Making less impact. If you want to ask Ghanaians whether this nation is a Christian nation, they will say it. But in terms of real input, very little. But I pray that God will help us. Amen. Number three, a happy home is a product of choice, not chance. It's a product of choice. Somebody say a product of choice. It's a choice. You, you can have it if you choose it. You can have it if you choose it. Deuteronomy chapter 13, 13 verse 19. The Bible said, I call heaven and earth to record against you this day that I have set before thee life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life that thou and thy seed may live. When you choose divorce, you have affected your children already. When you choose it. Why you choose it? So there are times where things are very tough, but for the children's sake. For the children's sake, because you don't want their seed to be affected negatively. You endure it. Praise God. After all, you have lived half of your days. Very soon you will die. Why should you expose the children and de- endanger their destiny? I'm not communicating somebody at all. How many years more do you have to live? 40, 50? God being gracious to you, even if he gives you 50. These children have about 70 years of their life to live. And you make one foolish decision. Just because you feel that uh, this man is uh, giving me pressure. This, this, all kinds of things. Meanwhile, you go to work. Your boss does worse things. And you have not tended in your resignation. You have not. You have not because you love more money more than you love your children. You love money more than you love God. 
I like the way you are quiet. The Bible said, for every house is built by someone. Somebody say, every house. Every house is built by someone. And the nature, the beauty of the house is dependent on who built it. This place was designed by an architect. It was designed by an architect. When they started, somebody did it. But an architect came in. We brought a solid architect in here. So when you enter here, you see that there's a difference. There are some places you go, you you can't tell your left from your right. It's also a house. But it was built and drafted by a draftsman. One, there are some of them that are built and there, there's no draftsman involved. It's just a missing. I once, no, I once went to a place. A gentleman took me to a place to go and dedicate his land. When we went there, asked, where is the plan? If he had answered my question, if I had asked him the question before, I wouldn't have gone. When we got there, asked, where is the plan? He said, oh, pastor, I just designed something on paper. I said, you designed something on paper. You want to come and bury your family here? It's a product of choice. Somebody say choice. choice. And that choice can be hard sometimes. The choices we make to make sure that we have peace and joy now sometimes can be hard. Can be hard on your flesh. It can be hard on your emotions. It's, it's cutting you apart. But you look at the cross. You look at your children. You look at issues again and again. You look at the people around and say, for God's sake, I choose to stay. Amen. Praise God. Amen. But in this era, where every little pain, we are, maybe it's because Dr. Sumedu, Dr. Lawrence, you've been giving so much pain reliever and pain. Uh, this is, so people, the people's pain level has just gone so low. They can't stand pain anymore. But listen, the gospel we preach is a gospel that toughens you against pain. Praise God. You see, true gospel makes you, it empowers you to endure. The Bible says, if you do not love me more than you love your life, you cannot be my disciple. You cannot. You cannot. When you genuinely love God, eh, there are things you do, you yourself, you don't like it. Your family will not like it. But because of your love for God, you cannot help it but do it. You cannot help it but do it. And when that is genuinely proven and authentically sealed by God, God also begins to do that which no member of your family can do for you. Amen. Am I communicating here? That, that's, that's how it works. That's what the Bible says. Eyes have not seen nor ear, neither have it entered the heart of man. The things which God has prepared for them that love him. Because the love of God will constrain you. Oh, yeah, but it will constrain you. It constrains you. You want to say what brought them to your husband, but the love of God constrains you. You want to stretch your hand and slap that woman. The love of God constrains you. The love of God. The love of God. Somebody say hard work. If you see any marriage that has endured for long, and thank God for Mr. and Mrs. Nantiti. They've been married for well over 40 years. Abby? How many? 43 years. The Lord will continue and keep you to the end. 
They are just a beautiful sight to behold. Turn to your neighbor and say, it takes hard work. To be a high flyer. It takes hard work. Ecclesiastes 10, 18. He says, through the idleness, through idleness, he says, by mass lawfulness, the building decays. Somebody say the building decays. By mass lawfulness, it decays. And through idleness of hands, the house drops petrol. The house drops. Any house that is not maintained will collapse with time. True of us. Have you seen that it's so natural for a building to begin to dilapidate when no human being is inside? That is the same way marriages dilapidate when love is not inside. It will, it will gradually collapse by itself. You can be living together and you are not talking. You, are, you can be living together and all kinds of things are happening around you. Number three, number four. A happy home is not a problem-free home. A happy home is not what? A problem-free home. A happy home is not a problem-free home. The major difference between a happy home and an unhappy home is not the problems that come, but the way they are managed. All marriages will have problems. All of them, whether you did it on the moon or you did it in heaven, it will have problems. If it is not coming from the couple, Satan will bring it. So sometimes a beautiful couple, they love themselves, then Satan would now begin to challenge them by denying them fruit of the womb. To test the strength of their love. One year, two years, three years, four years, they'll be married. Fruit of the womb is laid. Satan will be telling you, ah, gentlemen, find someone else. And sometimes your mother will be telling you, I think this girl, why you know, just consider somebody else. All kinds of things. Listen. The reason why problems will always be in marriages is because Satan is the principal architect of problems. And the last thing he wants to see is to see two people agree because the greatest force in the universe is between two people. And the greatest of them is between a couple. The highest form of agreement on earth is not the one they, they do at UN Peace Accord. The greatest agreement is the one between a husband and a wife. Why? Because these people connect on three different levels. Physically, spiritually, and mentally. And the threefold cord cannot easily be broken. So, Satan is always after that unity. If you can scatter them, he will be gone. So, Satan will show up in everybody's marriage. If he's here to come to your home, be waiting for him. Because he'll come. No, no, no. He'll come. He'll come. He'll come. Listen, listen. This preacher is not uh, an ignorant preacher. Praise God. Yeah. I'm not a theologian, but I do my best when it comes to studying the word of God. When Adam was alone, did Eve, uh, uh, Satan come to him? It was as soon as Eve came. Because he knew that they were going to, as two together, they were going to damage him so much. So he said, okay, let me try and separate them before they damage me. You simply have no idea what God has in stock for you and your spouse. That's why Satan is bombarding you on every side. All kinds of things are happening. Before you throw in the towel, lift up your eyes and see from onto the hills, from whence come your help. Because there is where your help is coming from. A happy home is not problem free, but a happy home handles their problems through scriptural approach. When there's a crisis, they don't go to court, they go to pastor. Pastor opens Bible, and whatever pastor shares with them, they agree, we'll work with it. They don't defend their point before pastor. 
and say, Pastor, you know, you have never been in my shoes. How, we were not born by the same parents. We don't have the same legs. How can I be in your shoes? <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of language is that? I've not been in your shoes. You know, I'm, I don't need to be in your shoes to know that problems are common. The Bible says no temptation is taking you except that which is common unto all men. So you are not the first person to have this particular unique that you have made your own soul special. Listen, when you make your problem special, you die a special death. Listen, the surest foundation, number four, the surest foundation for a happy home is Christ. The surest foundation. Somebody say the surest foundation. I'm just establishing or laying the foundation by giving you core pillars. It's, it's Christ. Without Christ, the relationship has no future. Christ is the foundation. Christ is the foundation. That's why we tell you, don't just get hooked up to anybody. I love him. I love him. He's so nice. Papa, he's so nice. Listen. Very soon you know he's so bitter. He's so bitter. I, I, I can't stand him. Very soon. That, very soon. Very soon. Very, very soon. Very shortly. Very shortly. Every human being can be the worst of themselves without Christ. Am I communicating here? Don't, don't think that your human being is a different human being. It's the same blood. Their blood is not green. Theirs is redder. Redder. Praise God. Every human being in his best self is a human being. And it takes Christ to transform us. It takes Christ to empower us to love. It takes Christ. It takes Christ. It takes Christ. Ask most of the men here, if they get two wives, whether they won't like it. Because there, there, there are days where their single wife does some things that they don't want to even see her face. In those special times, if there is somebody who is smiling and looking nice, that would be a very good night. But because of Christ, in the beginning it was not so. That's why I'll be teaching on sex. That's why I will teach on sex. Church people, Christians who deny their husbands of sex when they need it. Listen, it, don't go there. Don't start it. Don't start it. If you're a married woman, a Christian, beg your husband for sex. Don't let him beg you for it. <laughs> beg your husband for sex. Beg your husband for sex. Don't let him beg for it. So by the time he is now coming after you and you are running, listen, <laughs> You need a, a, a rewiring. Your mentality needs to change. Listen, I'm closing. My time is up. Let's close. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. I'm closing. I'm closing. I'm closing. I'm closing. I'm closing. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Maybe you are here today. You are not born again. That's the first thing. You are here today. You are not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Until you are born again, I can't guarantee you have a peaceful home. No matter who becomes your counselor, you still have crisis. Only the Prince of Peace can ensure there is peace and stability in your home. You are not born again. And say, Pastor, this morning, I want to surrender my life to him. Close your eyes, everybody. Wherever you are, lift up your hands. Let me pray a simple prayer of faith with you. You are not born again and you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord. Lift up your hands wherever you are. I want to pray a prayer of faith with you. Anybody like that, lift up your hands. Anybody like that, lift up your hands. You are here this morning. You are not born again. You want to make a brand new commitment to the Lord. Lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. You are also here. You feel 
far away from God. You say, Pastor, I want to be drawn closer to God. Lift up your hands. If you are here, you want to rededicate your life and take your relationship with God to another level. Lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. Anybody like that? Lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. God bless you. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. God bless you, sister. God bless you. God bless you. I want you to say this after me. Lord Jesus, I yield my heart to you. Take over my life. Possess me afresh, O oh Lord. Fill me with your love. Baptize me with zeal to follow hard after you. Thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' matchless name. Now, everybody, for a moment, begin to pray and ask God. In any area, you may not be married, but you relate with people in one way or the other. And most of the time, the crisis is that you are expecting them to do something, which you are supposed to do. You want to ask for grace. You are married. You are married. You are going through a certain turbulent time, certain crisis. Open your mouth and ask God for grace to be able to handle and manage it. Is somebody praying at all? Open your mouth. Ask for mercy. Maybe you are married. But you and your husband is like Mike Tyson. When he says one, you say ten. You need meekness. Ask God to break your heart tonight. This hour. Break me. Break me. Break me. Give me a new heart, oh God. Give me a new heart. Give me another spirit. Some of you, after this service, you may have to go and tell your husbands, I didn't know better before. Please forgive me for all those useless arguments I've been having with you. Forgive me. It may be your beloved. Tell him, today I have had enlightenment. God has visited me. I know better now. Forgive me. For it's a new day. It's a new season for a better, you know. In Jesus' precious name. The Lord be gracious to us. The Lord increase you. The Lord multiply you. In any area you have called for assistance, may God come through for you. In the name of Jesus. Beginning from this month, may you see a new atmosphere in your home. May you experience a new dimension of love in your home. So it shall be in your life. You are blessed. has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of other messages as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 020-422-5790 or 027-422-5790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services, 6.30 to 8 a.m. fair service, 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. second service, and on Tuesdays for our word encounter service, 6 to 8 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanaama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santase Runabout, Kumase Ghana. God richly bless you. In one word. One word.